Welcome to Men in Relationships, the podcast about evolving the emotional habits of men through inner transformation that will lead to positive external changes in your relationship. I believe there's a huge lack in support and vulnerability and discussion around these topics about men in relationships. And that's why I'm here talking to you today. So sit back, relax, and let's grow. Hey, what's up? It's Joel. I hope you're having a great day today, and I welcome you back to the show. Before we dive in, if you like these podcasts, if you found any value whatsoever, I would really appreciate if you can give this show a five-star rating and write a review if you found any value. Uh, that would really help me out, and that helps this podcast to keep moving, <clears throat> to keep growing, and it really inspires me to see if I am having any impact on anyone out there. So I would really appreciate that. But other than that, in my personal life, we just got back from a nice, beautiful four-day uh, little vacation to our condo in Canmore, and I was really reflecting on that today. I was reflecting on how incredible it is that Jess and I were able to get this condo at, I guess, a way earlier age than I would have ever thought we would have got, along with having other rental properties and owning other properties. And when I really boiled it down, it was because we are going outside of our lane, outside of what we've been told to do, thinking differently, acting differently, and seeking for other opportunities, other information to help advance us on a much quicker rate than we would have if we just stayed in our lane, if we just did what we're supposed to do, what kind of society tells us to do. Go to school, get a job, do this, cut and paste, cut and paste, live, work till you're retired. And I just realized that there's so much power in outsourcing different ways of doing things and seeking new information and then obviously putting in the work. And I think it relates directly to relationships as well. And yes, there's tons of books and tons of information on how to become wealthy and so many, so many, so many ways of doing that. And it's, it's an easy, easy sell, I guess, because everybody wants money. <laughs> Everyone wants to be successful, right? But I don't think there's as much of a spotlight on it for relationships and going outside of those parameters and seeking new information and going outside the box in our relationship because it just a it's not it's not a sexy sale you know no one no one likes to talk about relational issues or that they have them everyone wants to pretend like everyone's all good and we have all the answers and we're good and our relationship is solid and really turning a blind eye to what might be going on especially on a deeper level so I want to kind of put that focus today on thinking outside the box of what we normally think is the best way of doing things within a relationship. And for today's episode, that is really talking about how I believe emotional intelligence is more important than intellectual intelligence. Because naturally, we probably just assume that intellectual intelligence is more practical because it's more concrete. It's what we've always used. It's what we're, it's what we're graded on. It's how it's our scoring metric in school, our intellectual intelligence. That's how you're going to, that's how society determines if you're going to be successful or not. 
Well, I really challenge that because I would not be where I'm at today if I'm just leaned on my intellectual intelligence. I had to outsource new information. I had to figure out how I learned. I had to emotionally connect with that. So many different things. So even though intellectual intelligence is probably what we use and what we revert to on our day-to-day -day life on how to problem solve, how to, how to solve problems within our relationship, we lean on that. It's just our natural fallback. And really, I don't understand why emotional intelligence isn't being taught in schools to kids at a young age. I think it's so important. And it also correlates to holistic success, like not just financial success, not just success in a relationship, everything. When you have more emotional intelligence, your life is going to be way better. You are going to be more successful in every category of life not just intellectual intelligence. I know a lot of people who are very, very intellectual, intellectually intelligent, got amazing grades in school, but they don't even have street smarts. They don't have their relationships are in chaos. They don't have the full package. Yes, they got great grades and they have a great career, but kind of the rest of their life might be in shambles. So I think it's so important to highlight the importance of emotional intelligence, especially within a relationship. And one of the main reasons for it being so important is because intellectual intelligence doesn't incorporate, incorporate empathy. Uh, and empathy is a cornerstone of a healthy relationship. So if we don't have empathy and we're just in our minds trying to solve problems and side note, men love to solve problems, we love to feel like we have all the answers and we, we have this underlying belief that if we ask for help or if we don't know something, then we're weak or we'll appear weak. So we pretend to put on this front. We pretend to solve everything with our mind. We're, we're, you know, we're not, we're not feeling into anything. We're just literally in our minds trying to solve everything. And that might work in your career. That might work in your job. Hell, that might work for financial gains. But it's really, really not going to work in a relationship because empathy is a necessary aspect in a relationship because it's a precursor to connection. And within connection, we have emotional intimacy. So if I can't be empathetic toward my partner, if I don't fully be present with them, to hearing what they're saying, to feel what they are feeling in a certain regards, to really fully see their perception or how they understand a situation or conflict or whatever it may be. We cannot have that emotional intimacy. We will just be talking words kind of on the surface level, just like intellectual intelligence is. Intellectual intelligence, imagine it on the surface level, but we want to go beyond that deeper, lower, and that's where emotional intelligence lives. And we won't be able to create that emotional intimacy of that true connection of seeing my partner for who they are, of how they view the world, and them seeing how I view the world, really putting ourselves in each other's shoes. And without, the, without empathy, there, it'll be very hard to cultivate trust. Because again, if we're just speaking from intellectual intelligence above the surface level, we don't fully know what's going on. We don't fully know what the other person is feeling, why they're feeling a certain way, why they view something that way. And 
And we really need to have that patience and deep understanding to have trust in a relationship. So we might say, yeah, I trust you because, you know, you're, your, your track record says that I can trust you. That is really just above the surface level. But when we go deep and we really know everything about our partner and they understand us, we understand them, we've cultivated that with patience and that deep understanding. Now that is a way more foundational, um, important connection that is going to have trust, true deep trust. And empathy is also necessary for belonging. And belonging is really the number one human desire. The number one thing. That's, that's what we seek in life. That's the number one desire. Our number one craving is to be accepted, to, be, to, to have a belonging. And if we don't have that in a relationship, we're not re- to the person who's closest with us, we're not going to have that with anyone. And that's one of the main fundamental desires and needs for a human being so imagine if we don't have that if we don't even have belonging in our foundation with our relationship it's going to be very very difficult to to get along and survive together for for our entire life and i'm speaking from experience here because in the past a i didn't even know what empathy meant i didn't care to understand it i didn't care to learn about it And I really only had one mentality and that was the get it done mentality. And when I didn't have the tools to toggle between that mentality and empathy, that of course overflowed into my relationship. And if you're someone who's a driven man, uh, who knows how to manipulate your mindset to get things done, to be productive, that's going to flow over into your relationship. And you're just going to be focused on the next goal, the next project, and your mind's always going to be somewhere else. And you're not going to be present. And we need to be present to have that empathy with our partner. So not only is emotional intelligence important to utilize empathy, so we can grow that connection, so we can have a deeper connection below the surface surface level because when we're only using intellectual intelligence in a relationship and only communicating on that level with words and not feelings we have a very surface level relationship and we might get by with it for a while we might be smooth with our words and we might know what to say because we've seen it or heard other people do it but we're not really feeling it we're just saying things so we don't get in trouble or so we so we don't have any conflict and we know what to say and we've gotten really good at that but that is not a healthy good relationship and that eventually will create a lot more problems in the long run so emotional intelligence is also necessary to help us with conflicts and i want to highlight the fact that most people think that having conflict in a relationship is bad but Conflict is actually a very integral part of a healthy relationship. Conflict will help and conflict, well, conflict will help and also happen if there are two different viewpoints on the same topic. So if you're in the same relationship, remember we're two different individuals and we're two different individuals with two different pasts, two different upbringings, we're going to see the world in different ways. It's just impossible to see the world the same way. 
Even identical twins have complete different perceptions and values and beliefs sometimes. And they grew up, they were born at the exact same time into the same household with the same parents. But yet they're two different unique individuals. So how on earth are you going to have the exact same values, beliefs, lifestyle, disciplinary actions for kids or whatever it may be, opinions or viewpoints on finances, literally anything. They're naturally going to have differences, whether they're subtle or whether they're, they're massive. And that's okay. We have to know that that is going to bring conflict into your relationship. So when you hear people saying, oh, you know, we get along, we never fight, we never argue, we never have conflict. It's like, whoa, how, how, how on the surface is your relationship here? That's, uh, that's a bit concerning. And obviously, if it goes too far in the, the other way and you're only ever fighting and you only ever have conflict, well, obviously, that's not good as well. But back to the topic of the episode here, emotional intelligence is going to help with conflict. Because when mental, when we only mentally process something, um, we we we're just trying to, I guess, look at it as a band aid solution. We're trying to put a band aid on something with words. We're not going there. We're just saying something. And yes, that might solve the problem for a day, a week, a month, whatever. But that band aid eventually is going to fall off. It is not a permanent resolution. We're not actually getting to the fundamentals of how you see things, how I see things, let's really resolve this conflict. Let's just not say something to bypass it, to buy us more time until it inevitably comes up later on. So in reality, both emotional and um, mental processing are necessary to resolve conflict. And if we're only operating with our heads, and not tapping into our emotions and feelings, then we will not be properly equipped to navigate conflict. So we need to be able to clearly articulate to our partner what we are feeling and why we are feeling that way. And without this ability, our partner, if we're not telling them what's going on, if we're not telling them why this is a conflict, why I see things differently, why I have a different viewpoint on finances, why I wanna discipline the children a different way, why this, if we're not fully going there and tapping into our emotions, and usually our emotions are tied to the past, so this takes some unpacking, but we need to share this with our partner because if we don't do this, our partner is literally going to guess or fabricate a reason and story why you why you're acting this way or why you believe this or why you see it that way and let me tell you from experience when they are left to fabricate that story it is 99% of the time not the truth not the truth for for you it wasn't the truth for me so when i didn't want to go there when i didn't want to talk to, about my emotions when i didn't want to share and go there with Jess she was left to create a story And usually her natural default is to go to something more negative. (laughs) We tend to spiral, not spiral, but to lean on something more negative. And usually our natural default isn't, oh, I bet he's not telling me this because it's something super optimistic and super positive. It's probably like, why isn't he telling me this? Well, what's going on? What's beneath this? X, Y, and Z. And you keep going and you, you, you know, the likelihood of snowballing into very negative 
a very negative creation of the story is, is very likely. So we want to just eliminate our partner creating any story possible and really just going there with one another. And at the beginning of my relationship, I was unable to improve on any of my emotional qualities of being vulnerable, of sharing or any of this. And my solution to this, I was literally trying to fix this with my mind, with my intellectual intelligence. I wasn't using emotional intelligence. I, I wasn't allowing myself to connect with my emotions. And yet, even though it was an emotional problem that I was trying to resolve and work on, my strategy was in my head. Again, I had no desire to learn about empathy or feelings or emotions at all. So what am I going to do? I'm naturally going to try to solve the problem with my mind. Just because that's what we've we're taught in school. That's how we're taught to operate. Everything's done in our mind. We can think things through. We can problem solve in our head, right? But I would buy, of course, I would bypass my emotions. And I just figured things would get better because I would think about them more. I was like, okay, I need to do this differently. I need to talk about emotions. I need to do this, okay? Remind myself to do this. And it's all in my head. It's all tactical strategies in my mind, which is necessary, but I wasn't going lower, deeper, beneath the surface level into my emotions and actually feeling what I feel and expressing how I feel, why I feel a certain way, why something in my past is making me feel how I am now. I wasn't doing that. I was trying to problem solve with my head. So clearly that was not working. And if we don't have emotional intelligence, we will not have control of our emotions either. So they will dictate our actions. And many times this will obviously not be ideal. <laughs> so not only is emotional intelligence important for resolving conflict, but it's also important to control our emotions so they don't have uh, a grasp on, on how we react. And a story or example of this too, be again, before working on any of this and before feeling into my emotions, the story that pops out to my mind is we bought our first rental property and this was before Jess and I really did any work on our relationship or any work on our emotional intelligence. And we had very little ability of self-control and empathy, um, which is, emo that's the foundation of emotional intelligence. So think self-control, being able to control what my reaction is, being able to self-regulate without, without just blurting something out and reacting because my emotion is just heating me up and I need to react because I don't have the awareness to stop it. It's just gonna be this natural response. So think of self-control and then empathy. Um, <laughs> empathy is putting yourself in other people's shoes, being able to process your emotions, having that self-control and being able to go within. So, <laughs> like I said, when we had this flood in our first rental property, it was, it was chaos in the fact that we both reacted with zero self-control and zero empathy. And we would just, we were both in shambles. We were both freaking out. We were both so snappy at each other. We were being mean to each other. It was just making a bad situation even worse. And that's because we had no self-regulation. We weren't able to process what was going on. We were blaming the external environment, our external circumstance, 
and allowing that to control our emotions. Obviously, it was a very stressful, out of the blue situation and pretty extreme, but without any practice or development on my emotional intelligence, I was just this fire cannon just exploding and blowing up and blowing bombs off. Like it, I, I had no control and I was not able to emotionally regulate. I did for, you know, for a while, probably for days and I, I, I couldn't regain it. But that luckily shortly after that, I began to work on myself because it was getting bad. And I realized for the sake of my relationship and my own well-being that I needed to explore this. I needed to figure out how to have control on this, how to have that self-control on my emotions instead of just instantly reacting to them. How do I harness some self-control and how do I incorporate some empathy into this and uh, which will ultimately help, as I just explained, navigate conflicts, which clearly we were in one there. Um, and then again, we can, that self-discipline is, is so important. I think that's the, one of the most crucial aspects to, um, to controlling our emotions. And really, that's why I love doing so many, so many things that challenge my discipline, whether that's taking cold showers, whether that's going to the gym five times a week, whether that's waking up early on the weekends, whether that's continually stepping into discomfort, that's what will challenge our discipline. And if you're a man who's driven and successful and wants all these goals, I'm sure you have self-discipline. And the best part about this is if we, it's the same concept, it's the same principle of self-discipline, whether you're moving towards a goal, finances, your discipline with money, whatever it may be. It's the same principle for controlling our reactions. Just like it's just as hard to go into a cold shower every time that feeling is still the same feeling, but when we kind of discipline ourselves, it becomes normal. It becomes just like going to the gym is normal for me now because I've been disciplined for the last 13 years and I continually go over and over week after week day after day and it's just part of my routine it's not as hard as it was before and the more we develop this emotional intelligence and our emotional intelligence the more we can discipline our reactions we will have more awareness instead of reacting and instead of spiraling for days months however long we can use that same principle of self-discipline to tame our reactions and to get curious and explore our emotions. Hey, why do I want to outlash right now? Why am I feeling this way? Let me, let me feel into this. Okay, well, I'm taking this out on Jess because I actually made a mistake, not a mistake, but I'm learning from a lesson of where we put too much faith in this mentor and now we're seeing consequences to this. And actually, my outlash and outrage is an overcompensation of, hey, I, <laughs> I made a mistake and I don't want you to see this, so I'm going to be mean. As shitty and awful as that is, that was almost the core root of it, that. Instead of being like, oh my God, Jess, we're in this situation. Let's, you know, 
let's let's be supportive of one another how do we get out of this together as a team being supportive and like oh wow here's this lesson that's emerging let me share it with you it was but for me it was like let me hide this let me take this out on you so i'm even more angry so that you don't even see this or so that you don't even question that and we get really manipulative without even necessarily knowing that's what's going on it's just a defense mechanism to cover something up because we're just reacting to our emotions because we don't know where they're coming from i didn't know why i was so much more angry because i didn't process it I, I i wasn't in the habit i wasn't used to leaning into my feelings and understanding why i'm angry i would just react they would just happen but when i can when we can go there and have those safe environments to discuss hey this is why i'm feeling this way and and my partner can use empathy and understand why I'm feeling that that way. And I can listen to her and understand why she's upset or scared or whatever it may be. Now we're formulating that connection through conflict. That's the beauty of it. You know, it's we're we're actually growing closer through conflict. And it, it's a beautiful thing when done properly. But on the contrary, if we have conflict and we're not if we're not working through it with empathy and with that with that connection with our partner it's only going to make things worse so yes connect our conflict is necessary to evolve our relationship it's, it might not be enjoyable or fun but if we go at it with emotional intelligence not just intellectual intelligence how do i problem solve this how do i how do i fix this without going there you're never going to strengthen your relationship you're never going to improve your <laughs> improve what you have right now to grow to go beyond to evolve as a partnership you're going to need to navigate conflict it's normal it's good we just have to frame it that way we just have to approach it and navigate through it in with emotional intelligence so emotional intelligence in my opinion is more important than intellectual intelligence in a relationship like I said, for the two main reasons that it will be necessary for connection. And we want connection because that's where the emotional intimacy in a relationship lives. That's where trust lives. And that's where the belonging, which is the number one human desire, lives. And we need those. We need those for that deep connection. And we also need emotional intelligence to navigate conflict, to lean into conflict, to look at conflict in a new through a new lens of okay here we are we're faced with this how are we going to resolve this together with the understanding that when we get to the other side of this we will be stronger because we've hurt each other we understand each other i'm articulating why i feel a certain way about it you are articulating why you feel a certain way about it now i can understand your perspective you can understand mine and now we need to mix both of those perspectives together to come to that resolution, to come to the other side. And more times than often, you'll be amazed what you come up with because now when you put your ego down, when you put your natural reactions down, we're gonna be, now we have two people, two minds and two emotions going at the same problem. That's like a four X <laughs> instead of just me, myself and I and my ego in the way. So it, it's quite a powerful, profound thing once we learn to master it. So I just wanted to hop on here today to share that, to kind of change our old paradigm of intellectual intelligence is the number one. I need to be more smart. I need to problem solve. I need to solve every problem. I have all the answers. Let's 
change and shift that paradigm to understanding that the emotional intelligence and ability to go below the surface level is just as important, if not more, than intellectual intelligence in a relationship. So I challenge you to strive to create that deeper connection, to lean into conflict so you can come out of it on the other side, closer, more bonded, and really lean into developing that emotional intelligence. So that's it. I will see you in the next episode and have a great day. Before I let you go, I just want to let you know what I've been up to behind the scenes. I've been busy building a program called the Emotional Evolution Process. And this program was built through inspiration and really just a passion for something that I believe in so strongly and where, there, where there's just really a lack in the market for. And that is men in relationships and to help men evolve their emotional habits. This is something that we need to work on, especially if we want a fulfilling, successful relationship or if we need to repair one that might be in jeopardy right now. So like I said, check me out on socials, send me a message on socials to connect. And if this sounds like a fit for you, I would love to hear from you. Other than that, have a great day.